Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 388 featuring Isaac Irvin, VFX supervisor over at Carbon VFX. Isaac is a good friend of mine. Really like uh, I work with Isaac uh, on um, Real Steel and a bunch of other things as well. He's always been such a kind person. Uh, it, like I said, I love going into podcast people I know and I find out these other stories behind them and all that stuff. One thing I can say about Isaac, he is not afraid to jump in with two feet at any opportunity that comes mm. his way. And uh, it's really cool to, to sort of see all that, that journey that Isaac took along the way. So Kristen, what did you think of, uh, what did you think of Isaac? Yeah, well, he's like had quite a ride. Um, he's traveled all over the world uh, working in VFX. So he talks about kind of the amazing places he's been. Um, and then, of course, the amazing movies, uh, Speed Racer, Iron Man 3, you said Real Steel, um, RoboCop, just to name a few. Um, and then we get to hear about his time at DD and um, working on his first V-Ray show, uh, Real Steel. And then just like the amazing pipeline that they had. You both kind of go into that. Um, and then the not-so-good timing of him moving VFX houses. So <laughs> there's a, a lot yeah. of information there. Um, and now uh, he's moved from movies to like the pa fast paced life of commercials at where he is now at Carbon VFX. Um, and then we get to hear about his Taco Tuesdays, uh, his only time in office now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great podcast. It's it's really cool. Uh, like I said, Isaac's really fun. It's funny, you know, it, at the end of the podcast, he sort of starts talking about fishing. And I should note that since then, Isaac and I have actually been fishing together quite a few times. So it's been fun oh. to have him on. I think I'm going to convert him to a fly fisherman before you know it. So it's a lot of fun. Anyway, Isaac is really cool and he's very, very talented and a nice guy. And I'm really glad that he was able to come on to the podcast. All right. We have a couple of announcements. Kristen, what's going on? Yeah, so uh, I'll just do this quick. Uh, you've already mentioned this, but V-Ray 6 for 3DS Max is out. Um, you've discussed kind of all the features, but if you'd like to yep. talk about them. Yeah, we have a, we, we V-Ray 6 is out, as, as, as Kristen mentioned, and also uh, it's out for Max. But uh, Maya will be coming very, very soon, uh, as well as all the platforms. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. You can get that on chaos.com. Uh, but there's a lot of cool things to be uh, like the new chaos scatter uh, decals, uh, displacements, displacements for decals, uh, proxy objects uh, have a, have a hierarchies and a bunch of other features. So go check it out, chaos.com, for all the information about the features of V-Ray 6. We have uh, two events coming up. Kristen, what is happening yeah, so the first one, um, you can find these out at chaos.com slash events, but the first one will be August 25th, and it will be episode six of the Chaos Campus Live show. Um, they're going to discuss uh, the power of like personal projects and then tips on how to feed your inner artists and diversify your skill set. And then on September 8th through 9th, we are having 24 hours of chaos again. So um, it is 24 hours, uh, a series of 12 back-to-back -back online shows. And we just like unite 3D artists, designers, um, archivists, VFX, animation, gaming, product design all over the world. Um, and then our show in L.A. will actually be on September 8th, uh, starting at 6 p.m. So don't yes. want to miss that. Very excited about that. Uh, in fact, uh, I will be uh, hosting part of it. And I actually will be giving a little presentation on some of the stuff I've been doing on uh, virtual production, uh, along with uh, my good friend, Sally Slade. I've been working with her startup company, which is awesome. A lot of fun. So make sure and tune in. You can get all that information at chaos.com slash 24 hours chaos. So again, that is uh, chaos.com slash 24 hours chaos. Uh, all right. If people want to know more about the podcast, where can I go, Kristen? 
You can go to facebook.com slash cggaragepodcast or chaos.com slash cggarage. And if you'd like to watch us, go to youtube.com slash chaosgrouptv. Perfect. And if you guys have any other ideas or comments on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Labs at chaos.com is our email. Again, that is labs at chaos.com. For now, please enjoy episode number 388 with Isaac Irvin. Welcome to another CG Garage where the chaos group talks. You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops. We're going to fire off rays in high dynamic range. We know that ambient occlusion is passe. Global illumination won't lead you astray. And while image-based lighting is really swell, you need to make sure everything has for now. One of the things I love the most about this is, especially when I do podcasts with people that I've known for a long time, <laughs> is that I get to find out about stuff that I never knew about them. So we'll start with that yeah. stuff. What got you into to doing visual effects and computer graphics? Like, What was the thing that, that sort of triggered that interest in you? Nice. So I'll tell you, I was uh, 19 years old. <laughs> uh, so long ago. Um, and I, I was itching to get a job, uh, while I was going to school and college because I had a son at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so I needed, I needed to get to work. <laughs> right. But luckily, um, the college that I went to South Plains college in Leveland, Texas, I was going to school for audio engineering okay. and, um, we also got taught a bunch of TV and television stuff as part of, uh, you know, the degree mm -hmm. and lucky for me, um, the local CBS station in Lubbock, Texas, like hired directly from this college that I went to. So I was able to kind of start doing live action or live television production, running cameras for the news and doing audio and Chiron and uh, uh, tapes and master control. And so I was learning like a lot of cool stuff. And, um, and you were 19 when you were learning all this stuff and doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I was wow. working with like, like people that were in their mid thirties. <laughs> and <laughs> at the end of the day, they're just like, you know, kicking back, watching basketball until our shift was over. And right. I'm, you know, I'm sit there trying to figure out how the Chiron works, how this works. I was super pumped and motivated. Um, and my su supervisor brought in a computer and this was 1996. Right. So, uh, you know, just having experience with a computer in general was really hard back then. Uh, so it was super cool. He brought a computer in that had Lightwave 3D on it. And it, and this was kind of around when Toy Story was out and, mm -hmm. you know, just Toy seeing- Toy Story came out in 95, so yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, just yep. seeing even a rotating CBS logo blew my mind. So I was like, dude, this is what I need to do. And mm -hmm. so I would stay there till like three, four in the morning. And keep in mind, I live in Leveland, which is like 20, 30 minutes outside of Lubbock. But right. I would stay there till like three thirty, four in the morning, just, you know, uh, animating my name and <laughs> and adding shaders and textures to this stuff, not knowing anything about it, mm -hmm. but it really sparked an interest to where I was, I I could see my future uh, in that. So I, I was super into it. 
I asked if I could borrow the VHS tape that comes with Lightwave just so I could take it home and and like, you know, read about or listen to everything that is happening and then try to recreate it uh, when I go back into work. Um, so that's kind of what really sparked the interest. Um, from that point on, I had it in my mind that the next job that I get is going to be has something to do with 3D. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a, a television station in Midland, Texas. It was a Christian television station. Mm -hmm. And they were hiring an editor slash graphics guy. And so um, I moved my entire family out there <laughs> on this like whim that I'm going to be doing 3D. And the company actually sent me out to a few kind of two week courses uh, with an instructor named, um, we called him Lightwave Bob. <laughs> and uh, Bob Anderson was his uh -huh. name. And so his course was like two weeks and it covered, you know, every single button on every single panel. And then, you know, you're modeling, texturing, taking you through the whole uh, uh, package. Um, so that like really opened up my eyes. And then I started, I probably worked at this television station for over three years, um, specifically doing a bunch of um, light wave animations and just different graphics for their TV station. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm just like racking my brain going back that far. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think at their, when I went to all these classes, I had, uh, at that point, I started meeting a lot of people, which was really cool. And some of the people were already in the industry, which was awesome. And one guy specifically uh, by the name of Christian Smith, me and him became really good friends. And he actually moved to Midland, Texas, so he could work with me. So now I had a, 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 a department of two. Right. <laughs> and, but we were, yeah, we were just so motivated to like work, make a short film. And, and so we, we did that. And since I worked at a TV station, we dubbed like 50 VHS tapes and <laughs> sent them to everyone in the whole United States and outside the U S too. Right. And a couple months later, we got a hit from a studio called Absolute Studios uh, that was in Glasgow, Scotland. Okay. <laughs> so my first real job in the industry, I would say, was Absolute Studios in Glasgow, Scotland. Although I did have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, training for a few years, just working in television and whatnot. Sure. But, but so, uh, okay, so what's that? Okay, that's crazy. The fact that they would hire some guy from Midland, Texas, in Glasgow, right? Scotland is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's pretty and, cool. And so, packed up, moved to Scotland, um, and worked on a uh, Nickelodeon. It was like Nickelodeon UK and uh, Canada. It was a, a live action CG. Um, like really fun show called the Blobheads, and okay. it was about these aliens that like came out from a toilet and <laughs> are just living with this family. It was kind of like in the same realm of uh, uh, like Saved by the Bell 
or or Alf, yeah. you know, uh, just very kind of cheesy but fun uh, for kids. And yeah, and that kind of that opened my eyes even more because now I'm doing lighting and you know specifically doing lighting and compositing um, on this show. And it was I think there was a total of six or seven lighters that were on the team mm-hmm. and who it was we were we were cranking out probably you know five shots a day because it was just so so much work and right. we did this for like 10 months so we did like uh an entire um uh, season of of these shows and right. and it was really fun the best part is that i got to work with people from all over the world and that's mm-hmm. what I really enjoyed. We were working with people that were from France and from Italy, Germany, uh, some people from Scotland, but a lot of them were from all over, the, you know, all over the world. Yeah, it sounds like they were not afraid to hire outside. I mean, if they went to Midland, Texas, they're going to go for to anywhere to hire people, right? Yeah. No. So and so, what really year cool. was this? What year was this approximately? Um, I would say two thousand. Two to two thousand three. Okay, so yeah, that was probably really hard to find talent that could do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if they're calling people in Midland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know it's the same now with real time. It's the same situation at this point. So it's interesting. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so th- so so you worked on that show for about ten months, and what what is, is that the only show you worked on there, or? Um. They there was some. Uh, some times where we would work on some other kind of offshoot TV uh, commercial that was, it was just, it was called Colin and Cumberland. And it was just these little excerpts of, you know, 10 second animations, but they would teach, um, they would teach people Dutch. So it's kind of like a public service 10 second commercial where you have these little animated characters doing fun things. And then Mm -hmm. they'd say one, uh, one uh, word in Dutch and then that was it. And so it was just kind of like teaching people different words. Okay. Uh, So we, you know, it was just kind of uh, fun little side projects here and there, but generally speaking, it was the blobheads that I was there for. Right. Right. Cool. So you stayed in Scotland for two years or one year? I stayed there f- for 10 months the first time. And okay. then I, um, I moved back to Dallas only because I knew that there was a potential that a studio called DNA Productions that worked on Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew that they were, they were about to start hiring for a movie um, so I moved there and I, I honestly moved there and just started working at a restaurant, <laughs> just okay. waiting, you know, waiting and, and hope Dallas was a bit tough because there was only like three studios that were there doing animation. Um, the biggest was DNA productions. Mm-hmm. The second largest was real effects, but real effects only had like 15 people at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, there was another one called Janimation. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I was there, I, I you know, 
put new reels together, sent it out to all the companies and just kind of waited in, in that amount of time. I actually got a email from Axis animation. Oh, in funny, Scotland, which funny enough was on the third floor of the same building that I worked at previous. Interesting. So I, went, I just did a, so, I just did a podcast with, uh, with the founder of Axis. Oh, no way. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Which, was it with Stuart Aiken? Uh, no, it's, or, um, uh, oh God, I'm name blanking. Um, yeah. anyway, he's a super nice guy. Super nice guy. Very uh, cool. So yeah, yeah, it's great. That's a great so, place. And it's still a really strong place. It's, it was so much fun. I was that time I was only there for like three months. I think, um, we had worked on a kill zone three trailer okay. that, you know, it was all super top secret. You know, every, everyone at the time was thinking that it was all in game. And then here we are, you know, at two in the morning working on all the effects and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so, Richard Scott. It was Richard Scott. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. That's cool. So you went back to Scotland. <laughs> I, I loved it so much. And it was, it was both times I had a great time. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you work really hard as you know, you know, <laughs> Yeah. but you know, there's weekend times and they had a excellent train system. So I got to go, it was like being on vacation, right? You know, just being able to go to Edinburgh, to Sterling, to, to, you know, um, up north and yep. just checking out all the scenery was mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go to Scotland for sure. Yeah. My favorite by far still is Glasgow. It's a, it's a, it has, it's a little bit like rough around the edges, but it's such a cool city and there's nice. a pub like on every corner, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more sure. pubs than I've ever seen in my life. I am sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So how long were you at Axis for? So that, yeah, that one only lasted like a few months. And okay. then after we delivered that, we had a great little kind of going away party at uh, uh, Stuart Aiken's house, Okay, which was really cool. We all drank whiskey, said goodbye. And, um, and then... I came back and, um, you know, a few, I'd say I don't, probably a couple months into that. Um, I got a call from real effects. Okay. Now, which just, just to be clear, you, you were focusing mainly on lighting at this time or what was your, your, your lighting and compositing lighting and compositing. Okay. Yeah. Cause okay. back then it seemed like a lot of, um, studios combined those two together mm -hmm. unless you were like, digital domain or something, you right. know? Um, but yeah, so I came back, they were looking for, um, uh, uh, lighters and compositors at real effects. And so I, I signed a, I think a 10 month contract to work with them. And the first show that we had worked on there was, a a GI Joe, an 80 minute GI Joe direct to DVD. And, okay. <laughs> and basically real effects at the time had just started blowing up. So it was probably like 35 people in total. Okay. Had they and opened their Santa Monica office yet? No, 
this was they had one building in Dallas and it was like three stories and they had like receptionists on the first floor or you know like flame suites and then it was designers and then CG guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was a pretty small place. They it was a very young pipeline, so it was super ambitious that they took on that project. Uh, I remember. <laughs> There was points where there was so much geometry inside of these Maya files that we would show our our lighting supervisor uh, like three twenty by two forty like renders because anything more than that like it would crash Maya instantly. Right. So <laughs> we're like, "What do you think of this rim light?" And he's like, right. "Yeah, that's good. It's what two pixels." <laughs> <laughs> So Mm -hmm. it, it was fun. It was hard just because it was a young pipeline and they were just starting to figure it all out. Um, but it, it was, it was awesome. There was a team of, again, like six or seven guys. And a lot of the dudes are now all in LA. I feel like real effects was like a boot camp for a lot of people, um, in LA because I worked and still there's a, a, a lot of, uh, people that work there that live here in Los Angeles, which is super cool. Did you know Chris Bankoff? I think he was in Dallas. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yep. I work. I mean, he worked on all this stuff as well, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we worked, yeah, I was, I worked with, the same time. I work with Chris at Sway and at method. So. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chris to us was always the nuke comp guy. Um, mm-hmm. well, there's two, it was Florian Strobel and, and Chris Bankoff. I think also Daniel Smith was another one. And these these guys were like, I mean, at the time, no one even knew Nuke because I think the only people that had it was people that worked at Digital Domain. Right. Um, they actually had the, they sent the compers to LA to get, um, you know, tutorials and stuff uh, from Rob Niederhorst and... Mark Rienzo, all those right. dudes came to Dallas and taught us how to use Nuke, and and it was, you know, great, awesome experience to even yeah. know those dudes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I knew, I knew all those guys obviously too. Because so you work with them at Sway, right? I work with them at Sway. Yeah, I mean, because Rob was at Sway. Uh, Rob Niederhorst was at Sway. Uh, Rienzo definitely worked at Sway for a couple of projects, and I think that Rob might have brought in Bankoff. Oh, cool! Because I, I know that Bankoff was like the one of the first nuke experts that I knew that never went to digital domain. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Okay, so okay, yeah. so you're so so you're so so you're in Dallas working at Real Effects and you're working on uh, GI Joe. So that's pretty. Yeah, must have been so tough. It was it was tough, but it was awesome because. You know, when they asked me, they're like, well, we're, we're calling to see if you'd be interested on, in working on this project. It's, you know, and I'm like, well, what is the project? And they're, they said G.I. Joe. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'd love to work on that. Like, are you kidding me? So sure. I was, yeah, I was super excited for that. After we finished that, Hasbro comes back and says, okay, cool. Now we want to do the exact same story, except we want to do the UK version so it's now, and the UK version is called Action Man. And so we literally had to do the entire movie again, but with totally different characters. 
So, so that was, was this all like CG? All CG. And it was oh. rendered in using Maya software renderer. <laughs> oh so, my God. So it was, <laughs> Painful. it was, it, it was painful. And, you know, like it was in 04 when, you know, right. studios like this didn't even know what a pipeline was. Right. Um, I don't know if you know Roy Edwards from Digital Domain. Yeah, his name's familiar. Uh, pipeline guy. Uh-huh, he, uh-huh. at the time, and the only reason why I know him is because he came into Dallas um, or flew into Dallas to train the the pipeline guy on, you know, how how to open up the pipeline so that we can actually render. <laughs> right. So, so I got to meet Roy and um, I kept in touch with him and he'd always ping me, which was really cool and say like, Hey, when are you moving to LA? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm ready for LA, but I think it was, Oh, seven. I went okay. to SIGGRAPH in San Diego. San Diego. Yep. <laughs> and, um, the famous was, SIGGRAPH San Diego. God, <laughs> that was such a good one. Did you go to the aircraft carrier party? It's so awesome. <laughs> yep. I always talk about it. Every time I go to San Diego, I'm like, dude, I've been on that ship and yeah. it was amazing. I actually talked to Sean uh, Hendricks, uh, who's the guy who was at Autodesk at the time. And he's the one who created that party, who made it happen. And he's like, how insane it was. And epic. it was, yeah, epic. epic. <laughs> yep. But um, yeah, so I went to SIGGRAPH on a mission to find a new job and, right. and had now, you know, had a decent reel with, with, a you know, a, a good handful of projects under my belt. Mm-hmm. And, um, I started handing out, uh, demo reels. And honestly, it wasn't until Roy Edwards saw me at SIGGRAPH and mm-hmm. he just like got my shirt and pulled me to the booth and put me right in front of Paul George. Oh, nice. And said, this is Isaac Irvin. You need to talk to him. <laughs> and uh, so boom, on the spot, Paul George started interviewing me. And um, yeah, I mean, we connected. And later on that evening, I met with Ryan Maeda, who was also at yep. Digital Domain at the time. And so it just kind of clicked. Um, I was at the right place at the right time when, you know, and I knew people that knew the people to talk to. Right. And, right. um, and, and I knew that digital domain was about on a hiring spree because they were ramping up for speed racer. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, long story short, I got the gig, I got a contract. Actually it was a six month contract. And again, I'm like, we're moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so boom, here we go. Uh, move again to Los Angeles. And, um, and it was awesome. Like that was like, I've never felt more like a rookie in my life than when I started at digital domain. Yeah. And, yeah. That's a big jump. And you were working on speed racer. Is that what you were working on? Yeah. Okay. So I started out doing look dev, um on speed racer and then continued on to lighting 
needless to say, my contract was extended because mm -hmm. that project went really long. <laughs> really long. <laughs> yeah. And lighting um, was a real challenge on that show. It was a beast. And, yeah. you know, there were, this was a whole, well, it was a whole new pipeline. But mm -hmm. not only that, it was, everything was proprietary. So sure, we were using mental ray, but every shader was custom built, um, which was super awesome. But at the same time, they were building all this stuff while we're working. So, mm -hmm. you know, inevitably, it's like, hey, all my stuff is crashing. <laughs> yeah. Why is it crashing? Um, but it was, it, it was a good eye opener. It was a good like, here you go, sink or swim moment for me. And um, man, I, I just remember working like hard <laughs> yeah. on, 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 on Speed Racer. And it was cool because the, you know, at the, at the very end, the payoff was, boom, they're starting a GI Joe film and they wanted me to work on that one. So and you say, I have GI Joe experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, so it was really cool. And it was a different team at digital domain. Uh, one thing that I found out about DD is that, you know, there's, they have multiple little teams and each one of them is, well, not little, but multiple teams and each one of them might have a completely different pipeline than mm -hmm. the other show. Um, so I got to go in there. That was my first real like render man experience. Um, so that was really cool, uh, mm -hmm. to be able to learn that stuff. I was working alongside with Hansi and, and that whole crew was amazing. Um, and then that rolled over to the mummy three. Yeah. Um, and then I think it was like Percy Jackson and 2012, um, which were all fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of these were like super challenging projects but right. honestly that's that was my goal like my goal when i left dallas was i want to work on hollywood blockbuster movies yep. and and i you know i i feel i smashed that goal and um and and it was awesome and it was a good feeling and i had you know met a, a ton of people and I found out, you know, like there's a whole, all the freelancers, they're like, you know, they knew where all the next jobs were going and this and that. So uh, kind of got a head start. And then after, uh, I think I stayed at DD for like three years just on contract when I moved here. Okay. Because um, you and I worked on, uh, our first show was Real Steel Re together. Real Steel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after the first, round of dd shows i went to asylum because there was a lull in mm -hmm. work at dd i went to asylum and worked on the sorcerer's apprentice which okay. is pretty much like uh percy jackson or anything you know I, right I, and the funniest part is that i started to figure out like once people see that you're like good at doing cars or doing whatever like Every project from that point forward, you're going to be doing cars. <laughs> yeah, you're pigeonholed. Are you? yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I got to do a lot of uh, a lot of like metal objects, 
um and uh which is fine i loved it um it was uh, i'd say it was probably like a five month stint or something like that at asylum and then once we finished that off um that's when i got a call from paul george and he was like dude we're doing giant fighting robots right do you want to come work on this i'm like yes so um yeah. And so I got in doing look dev and, um, working with Blake Sweeney mm-hmm. and, and the, that whole team. Um, that was probably your first V-Ray show, right? It was. Yeah. And, and they, and it was cool because they were like, don't worry about it. It's cool. We understand it's all new, but here, you know, just play around with it, you know, and, and, and see where you get Man, to be honest with you, I, I feel like I was just flying by the seat of my pants. And um, and then I got pulled into a meeting where it had like, you know, all the production heads and the supervisors. And I'm like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? <laughs> and and then Paul George was like, all right, cool. I guess I'll start this meeting. Um, we just wanted to tell you that you were kicking ass and we want you to be uh, we want you to help Blake out uh, as a co lead uh, for, for look dev and lighting. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, of course. Yes. I would love yep. to do that. So, you know, that was also another great experience again, because this is my first V ray show. Right. Um, and so, you know, and then I, you know, they, I get to work with people like you who, you know, brought V-Ray to LA. I was just like, oh man, but it was awesome. It was, it was such that in, in my entire career was the best show I've ever worked on. You're not the only person to say that. A lot of people have said that, including myself, because what, what was, what was amazing about that show, because I just came off Tron and Tron was a beast, as you can imagine, right? Yeah. Um, and so when you have a really beast of a show you work on and, and you've been a you know a supervisor and stuff, they like DD, which I think is smart. They like to give you a break and they say, how about you just do some lighting? You know, it's just kind of like, get back to your roots a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it was fun. I was like, okay. And you guys were well, on, you were well on your way with, with, uh, with Real Steel. You just needed to get through some shots. And it was so stupidly simple the way you i mean you could you bet when you went in there integration was perfect look development was perfect you went in there you constructed the shot you put the lighting in and it was there you barely had to do you could get version one's final very easily on that show it was amazing so well run (laughs) so well run (laughs) and i still you know um the way that that production was run I still use, you know, bits and pieces of all that information that I've learned because I'm like, dude, I don't know how things were this efficient and worked so well, but they did it right on that show. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was Sally doing a bunch of stuff in the nuke side of things. So good. Yeah. Yeah, Laura Lee was really, did some really amazing (laughs) stuff as well. So uh, it was so easy. In fact, I think at the end of that show, 
Like I said, I need more shots. It's like, there are no more shots. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've got another two or three weeks. And I was like, well, just, you know, maybe some CBBs, whatever. You know? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I was like, maybe behind the scenes stuff. I don't know. Make something cool. <laughs> It, it was amazing. It was, it, it was, went really, really well. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I mean, the animation, um, just the, the, the lighting, the compositing, the whole, the entire, every, every task from start to finish. Yeah. I think it exactly. actually really started with integration. Integration great, gave such good data that it yeah. was, it, the lighting team just like had the right, finally had the right stuff, you know, like we could actually do something amazing with it. Yeah, and, uh, I remember uh, Jeff Bauman bringing me the the schematics blueprints of the lighting grid and said, "Here's the whole lighting grid that we used," <laughs> and we built the whole damn thing. It was right. amazing. Like we had time to do it right, which was yep. super cool. Yeah, yeah, and look at where look at where he is now. <laughs> super yeah. big, big big shows. Exactly. Yeah, he's so, uh, he's running it. Yeah, he's running it. It's awesome. And, uh, was it? Wait, he was nominated for an Oscar this year, wasn't he? He was for B Black Panther, or no? no. Uh, yeah, he, mm, I think he was nominated. Yeah, I'm not certain. But yeah, they were such a great team. Such a great team. Uh, was, okay, all right. So, so you were. At, so that was your second. So that was your second tour of duty at DD. So how long did you stay there uh, after that? So I worked on Real Steel, and then. I believe that was when Jack the Giant Slayer was going on as well, possibly. Right. And I, I may have worked, I worked on a few shots on that. Uh huh. And then I left and, and worked at Murata. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was, I was at Murata for probably around less a year or so. Right. Um, That's in the Marina, right? Yeah. It was in the Marina. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, right there on like Maxella or mm -hmm. I don't remember the street, but um, I got to work on a lot of really cool stuff there. It was more commercials. Uh, I, I actually, the reason why I started there was because I wanted to work on Pacific Rim uh, because I had caught wind that Del Toro like had, you know, a stake in the studio and he was going to give them the work and whatnot. So I'd gone there um, specifically to work on that uh, uh, film, but things kept getting pushed. So I think in the meantime, we the bigger job that I'd worked on there was this five gum commercial um, that was that turned out really cool and and. I was nominated for the first and only time <laughs> for uh, a best 3D environment of, you know, visual effects uh, society, which was cool. Right. Um, and then we actually, so we actually worked on a Pacific Rim pitch to actually get the movie greenlit. Um, so that one was a, a, a really fun project as well but you know not the only people that saw it was uh the executives uh when was they, it the, was it the the giant the, the the kaiju on the on the aircraft carrier no this was like they were in the ocean it was it was just 
I think it was two giant robots in the ocean fighting. Okay. Um, but yeah, we won the pitch. It took some time to figure out what work they were going to do. And then I got another call from digital domain asking if I wanted to work on Iron Man three. And so I, I sadly had to piece out of Murata cause I was like, Iron Man three. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So I jumped ship and went back to DD mm -hmm. um, to be lighting lead uh, or look dev lighting lead on Iron Man three. And that, was generally, you know, they were trying to get as the same crew that they had for um, um, Real Steel onto Iron Man 3. Um, so we had a lot of uh, the same people that worked with us. Um, but then yep. there was that whole, this was around the years when, you know, things were going crazy uh, in the visual effects industry. Yeah. Uh, one specifically, uh, you know, the whole bankruptcy with digital domain. Um, a lot of things were kind of uneasy at that time. Um, and unfortunately, I had to, I got through all of the, the look dev phase and we were in starting to light, light or start lighting on shots. And um, I ended up bouncing from DD only because they were cutting people's pay. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I, you know, I can't do that. Right. Um, so I jumped ship and went to Rhythm and Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I'm not the even irony. kidding you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not even kidding you, I was there for not, not even 90 days. And then the big layoff happened. Um, and naturally, I mean, I was, they had just hired me. So right. um, three months in mass layoff. And around that time, it was hard to find work in LA because yeah. everybody was going to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. um, most of all of our work was going to Vancouver. Yep. Um, so I, I decided, hey, <laughs> why don't I get into commercials? Because okay. commercial money or advertising money is a completely different pool than studio money. Yep. So um, I started working at Method uh, in LA and worked on some cool Kia hot bot commercials and um, really enjoyed, you know, those timelines as well. Like, it was a it was it was refreshing to just basically come in and in three to four weeks you need to bust out a commercial, you know. Right. So it was it was fast paced, but I enjoyed the work and it was fun. And my supervisor was Blake, so right. I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll do this all day." Mm -hmm. um, and then I could see, you know, the work in LA was drying up as far as movies go um and then uh, while i was working at method i got a call from the mill and they said they're like hey we have this perfect commercial for you and i'm like great and they're like but unfortunately it's in chicago and i'm <laughs> like 
I'll go work in Chicago because there sure. was nothing, there's nothing happening in LA. So right, I moved, right. I moved up to Chicago for a few months, which was wow. awesome. And, um, and pretty much opened up their Chicago office. That was the first job that they had in house. Um, and met a lot of really cool people. Um, and then when I came back to LA, I, I started working at the mill LA and we did a lot of call of duty, um, in-game cinematics and, uh, man, it was a lot. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like 10 months of just call of duty cinematics. It was insane how long these things were. Um, but super cool work. The mill, I loved working at the mill because they, you know, the quality of, of their, their work that they get in was really cool, exciting, looked good. Um, so all the, all the work that I worked on over there, I, I, I really enjoyed. Um, and then it was back to method, but, uh, this time it was like a GE commercial. And then I got to work on RoboCop, um, the oh, new nice. one, which uh -huh. was, and I, so I got to do the look dev, uh, and lighting for, um, the old school suit, which right. was really fun. And yeah, it was just me and Mike Dalzell, uh, doing yeah. lighting, look dev and lighting and, um, super fun show as well. And I loved working with Nordine who I'd worked with on mummy three at digital domain. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was my VFX supervisor, uh, when I worked on RoboCop, um, after RoboCop, I went to work at PSYOP, uh, which was my kind of my first time, uh, working there. Uh, I, I really liked all of their kind of stylized animation stuff that they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, at the time I was only slated to do look dev and lighting and then one week into it they're like hey we see that you have lead experience uh want to lead these jobs <laughs> mm -hmm. so um so i was down to do that and then you know the rest is history with psyop and i i ended up staying at psyop for seven and a half years oh i didn't is, realize you were there that long wow yeah, that yeah. that is the longest I've ever stayed at one place. Interesting. And partially because the crew was super cool and it reminded me of Digital Domain, honestly. Who was running it the uh, the back then? Who was it um what's her name? Was it uh Nisa? Nisa. She was there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's yeah. still she's still kind of the managing director there. Right. Um, she used to be one of the heads of method. Yeah. That's what I've yeah. heard. Yeah. 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 Her and Alex Farish. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So PSYOP was really fun. We worked on a ton of like, I mean, <laughs> it was all a, a lot of clash of clans, mm -hmm. a lot of cricket wireless commercials. <laughs> um, you had, you know, you had some, some random commercials that would come up here and there, you know, Listerine or the Mucinex guy. Um, 
which was fun to do. Um, but all all the while in in at Psyop, um, I think was probably the where I got to go on set. I got to experience, you know, things that I wouldn't normally experience, you know, just sitting in front of a computer. So now I was the guy in charge of getting the data for everybody. And like we were just talking, Jeff Bauman, who could set a better example than him and his department at DD, you know, because I would look at all of this uh, data that he'd bring back for me. And I'm like, God, this is amazing. Right. So anytime that I go on set, that's always in the back of my head. Like what, what are the things that, you know, when someone's behind a computer, what are, what are the things that they're going to need? And, you know, so make sure that all of that stuff is, is, um, is good to go for the team. Um, yeah. It's the hardest then, thing. When I was on set, it was the hardest thing. He's like, you've got five minutes to make a decision that's going to affect months and months of work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so you better like make the right choices, get the right stuff because their opportunities are going to be gone before, yeah. you know, oh no, I didn't get the HDR. Well, we're screwed now. <laughs> you know? Especially when it's like coming toward the end of day and there's still six shots that need to be filmed and everyone's just like, we need to go hurry, hurry. You right. know, <laughs> yep. yeah, it's, it's definitely a good, um, I, I like it a lot. I enjoy going on set only because, you know, I'm getting the data that I need and I, I make sure that we're covered, you know, on our team as, as best as we can be. Right. But that, yeah, I would say that that's kind of psyop in a nutshell, just worked on a ton of cool, fun, um, uh, like stylized trailers and commercials and, and, um, whatnot. And then, um, I had the opportunity, uh, beginning of this year, um, to kind of move into that VFX role officially, um, a VFX supervisor role officially with carbon. So, um, yeah, I started with them in January. Uh, well, tell, tell us a little bit about carbon. How did, how did that all? Yeah. So, Cool thing is um, I worked with, I'm not sure if you know Henry Vanderbeek. He worked at Method, um, kind of pipeline uh, uh, code master. Um, okay. So him and another a producer that I worked really close with at PSYOP named Nathan. Nathan was the first one to go over to Carbon. Um, and every time that I would see him, and he's, he's probably been there about a year and a half. Every mm -hmm. time we'd go out to lunch, because me and Nathan, we're, we're, we're friends. We'd hang out, you know, do Friday Hanano's lunches or whatnot. Yep. And he'd, he'd always be like, dude, what's it going to take to get you over to Carbon? And I'm like, man, I'm open to talking with them. So we had a lot of really good conversations. Um, I got to meet the whole crew. And again, it... it I don't know what it is, but I, you know, you know, the feeling when you work at a studio and everybody is just awesome, you're, you know, that's how DD was to me. I'm like, dude, why would I want to go anywhere else? Everybody's really smart and really fun to work with. Right. Um, so everybody that I had met at carbon gave me that same vibe, but this time it was like, 
going back in time when, you know, a studio was very young um, and they're really starting to grow um, or grow into, uh, you know, a, a bigger, I wouldn't say what their goal is to be a huge studio, but they're definitely beefing up their, their CG team. And what kind of stuff um, do they do? So, oof, man, we work on, there's a, it's a lot more live action CG commercials than what I had worked on at PSYOP. So okay. I, I feel like right now, um, a lot of live action CG commercials. Um, and then there's, you know, the uh, 25, 30% is really stylized um, uh, commercials for several different, you know, uh, products or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, you know, I've so far have gotten to work on, um, probably four or five different, uh, jobs with them. Okay. Um, and, and when did you start? You started at the beginning of the year, you said? Yeah. In January. Okay. And how big is carbon? So I would say it's, no larger than 80 people, but that is New York, Chicago, and LA combined. Okay. It may be smaller than that. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the, the interesting part about it is that they're owned by White House Post. So, um, right. you know, sometimes you'll be on calls with, people from White House Post. So I'm not sure the exact number, but it's somewhere around there. I'd say like 80, 80 or so. Okay. <sighs> that's cool. All right. Well, that's amazing. Okay. So you're, so you're, so you're, you're at Carbon now and it seems like you're pretty happy and you got to get yourself a good gig. Where is there, where's the, did you, and you started, I guess not in, during the pandemic, but I guess sort of the tail end of the pandemic, where's their office located in LA? It's in Santa Monica. I think, it's i'm not even kidding it was like right across the street from where asylum visual effects used to be oh okay so, so yeah it's right that far that, from where like, method used to be too right exactly right yep. on montana i guess um uh, wilshire and like wilshire or in sixth maybe Got, or something yep. yeah nice. somewhere okay. around Do that you, area are you working in the office you're working from home I've been in the office for Taco Tuesdays, <laughs> and you know we—they'll have a taco guy, and and it's just a good chance to kind of uh, mingle with all the people that you're just you know zooming with all day. Um, but yeah, I've been to the office, but not for work. And I don't even—I toured the office, and I think they only had seats for two CG people. So just during the pandemic they've already they can't house any of this they can house two of the cg people and there's probably you know over 20 of us right um so that's interesting yeah that's cool i think it's yeah it's it's really cool um there are people that work in the office but it's not necessary for us to go so what's the what's the state of commercials he says because you know back when i was doing commercials it was there were still a lot of TV commercials being made. They don't. I don't think the the big TV commercials are 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 done the same in the same scale as they used to be. There's got to be a lot of shorter commercials, stuff for streaming, social networks. So how how is how is that 
What's that like? <laughs> it's fast. It's, fast. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's so fast paced now. I feel you know with how even back when I worked at at Method, let's say you know you would you'd get a a decent timeline uh, to work on a thirty second commercial. I feel like you know back then it was six to eight weeks. Um, was in general like how long you'd spend on a 30 second commercial and now you know it could be anywhere from three to six weeks so it's definitely the budgets and the time has gotten tighter but you know the software the cloud the all all these things that we didn't have back in the day where we were limited to well we only have this amount of space or this amount of CPUs to render your stuff. Right. Um, whereas now it's like, if we need them, we got them. So right. if you if you're willing to pay th- <laughs> the price, you can chew through all these renders relatively quickly. Yeah, interesting, interesting. What are other? I mean, we're getting towards the end here, but I just want to know what what are what kind of trends have you noticed recently in 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 in, in this area? Besides, obviously, the speed and the budgets and stuff like that, uh, clouds, and obviously the pandemic has affected things. But have you noticed? The trend, I've noticed that everybody wants to do things in Unreal. <laughs> like people people are are asking our studio, "Hey, can we do this commercial in Unreal?" And so. Right. It's cool, but it's kind of like how we started this conversation where it's like, it's so new that there's not many people that know how to even run, you know, uh, I mean, efficiently in a pipeline and whatnot. Um, But I have noticed that we started getting jobs at Carbon um, to be done in Unreal. And so I've... we're we're actually actively trying to build our pipeline around Unreal as well, so that we can um, uh, use it in those instances uh, where we can. I've actually also, been working very actively on uh, uh, ideas and behind V-Ray for Unreal, actually. Nice, <laughs> so that we can actually get the both the both worlds. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's very new to me. We got to tour a studio in, um, it was far away, like Santa Clarita or something. Uh Um, But they had a virtual studio and we got to check it all out. And again, it's just those things where when you walk in and you actually see how these things are are being done and it's mind blowing. Like you're like, dude, this looks so good. When you see it on the LCD panels, you know, it kind of yeah. looks a little gamey. Right. But when you view the monitor output and, you know, it's it has a ever so slight, you know, defocus on it, you can't even tell. That's a, right. th- you know, a LCD wall, um, right. which is so impressive. And I'm excited to actually start uh, working on projects that, that deal with that kind of stuff, you know. Awesome. 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 Uh, well, cool. Listen, we're, we're getting around an hour and unfortunately I have to get going soon, but, uh, it was awesome talking to you, Isaac. It was great to hear your background. 
I have a soft spot for uh, for West Texas. Uh, I lived in East Texas. I lived in Houston for a long time. Oh, so, cool. But uh, I do like uh, you know hearing about Lubbock and Midland is kind of awesome. There's a there's a great great album music. I know you're a big music guy. Yeah, I love music. Uh, by a musician called Terry Allen, called uh, Lubbock. Oh, <laughs> and it's, awesome. <laughs> and you, I would definitely. Re- it's a country. It's a country western uh, album from the from the seventies, and every song is a story that's amazing. Uh, I would so look it up on Spotify. I'm, I'm gonna Lubbock. I'm gonna jam it after this. <laughs> All right. I did want to. So, I did want to mention that I'm I'm completely off topic. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've been following you on Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. But you're like a a pro fly fisherman and (laughs) and the thing is is that it would be it'd be one thing if you're doing it in a river but you're full-on in the ocean surf surf fishing and i'm just so mind blown by that because i've um during i saw you've been fishing to surf as well yeah yeah it's awesome it's so much fun it's not as advanced as what you're doing, but I. Well, you so- should learn to. You should pick up a fly rod. It's a lot of fun, man. I can teach you how to t- fly fish. I'll totally love to teach you how to fly. All fish. right, cool. Maybe we'll. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Because I, I go down sick. to the beach once or twice a week, so I'm always there. <laughs> it's so nice and peaceful when you know just being yep. out. It's so awesome. And right now and- it's prime corbina season, so it's like. It's just, this is it. This is when they're hitting the beach. So. Cool, man. Well, I'm definitely going to hit you up on that because uh, okay. that's yeah. awesome. I am very much up on that. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Take awesome. care, Isaac. It was great cool. talking to you. Yeah, great talking to you and, and the whole audience. And I appreciate the opportunity. 